This is Brews News. What's it called? Brews News Week? Bruce Sorry, man. It's uh, Good Brews Week. Good Brews Week. Yeah, That's the one. Thanks to Cryo Malt and the good people at Gabs. This is Good Brews Week. My name is Pete Mitchum. I'm your host, and uh, fair to say, perhaps a little bit dusty, um, but but more in a in a mental tiredness kind of way uh, than a alcohol imbibed kind of way. Uh, and joining me on stage at the Brick Lane Brewing Co. Craft College here at uh, on the floor at Gabs is uh, Matt Kierkegaard, uh, co-host of the Australian International Beer Awards presentation dinner, Matt, and. Straight off the bat, mate, absolute pleasure and an honour to, to work with you last night. Uh, it's, it's a tough room. You've got 900 people there who are basically sitting there not wanting to listen to anything you say. Uh, and I may have, we, we may have perhaps slightly unkindly pointed out last night that at least when we do the podcast, you kind of assume people are listening or not, <laughs> whether they are. When you're in the room uh, hosting the Australian International Beer Awards presentation, not, you know, they're not listening. Yeah. Well, firstly, Prof, thank you very much. Yes, and... Uh, it, Last week we are sitting here in the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne, uh, an hour and a half before Gab starts, sneaking in a very quick chance to record something to get this week because we're nothing if not regular these days. That's right. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's where we are. That's why you'll hear a bit of ambient noise in the background. But Prof, um, look, it was such a thrill to be on stage with you. you know, we've worked together for a long, long time and it was a very exciting, a very nerve-wracking um, experience. But can I just say that you are, you know, I've, I've worked with you on this for a long time, <laughs> which is never meant to have been the slickest production, but you are an absolute pro. And uh, I learned so much from you. I had a few of the nerves, uh, maybe wrong. Uh, <laughs> listeners, when, it, when he says, uh, yeah, the, the expression shitting like a big black Alsatian or toey as a Roman sandal um, come roaring towards this, uh, this this part of the conversation at the moment because it's fair to say I, I haven't seen you quite so nervous and, and look there's a good nerves because if you're not nervous it means you're not taking it seriously and, and that's when uh, your performance can often suffer um, the fact that you had nerves was great and look you're in a room with 900 people most of whom you you know um, and obviously respect and, and we've worked a lot with but when it's just a sea of faces kind of thing and, and you've got the the bright lights on you and that sort of thing and the I guess the um, you know, the weight of expectation, and then let's, let's not put too fine a point on it. The pronunciation, you know, when you, no, you, when you get to the German or the Brazilian, um, Argentinian, um, Czech Republic, and Belgian brewing companies, and you've got ten of them to read out back to back, it's pretty easy to stumble over them. I found, um, and look, I love the. Uh, very pleased that you've said, and honoured that you've said the, that I'm a pro. With a lot of it, I just figure, if you just say it quickly and confidently, <laughs> yeah. there's probably only one or two people in the room who know you haven't pronounced it correctly, but you know what? I'll take the 898. Yeah, no, and, and confidence is, is a big thing. And as you said, like it's quite daunting up there um, to, to look down at the sea of faces. And uh, yeah, but anyway, look, fantastic night. It was really was, you know, we're at, at the... Uh, end of Good Beer Week, um, just going into Gabs, and it's been a, a terrific week. But last night, it really was, the AIBAs have come on and really do reflect the emerging, or the, you know, the, the, the face of the broader beer industry these days. I think I first went to the AIBAs about 12 years ago, and it was pretty much the two big houses, a table or two of Coopers, 
Um, and then around the edges were all these small little guys just picking up the crumbs. Yep. Um, Actually, somebody commented to me last night, the biggest thing they've noticed is the, not the lowering in standards of dress code, but reflecting the fact that it's not all, uh, I guess, the corporates and the, and the, the big breweries who have got, uh, you know, six or seven tables each, plus, um, I guess, the, uh, the support staff or the, the suppliers and that sort of thing. It's, it's much less an industry night and much more a community night. And it, and it really was a genuine celebration of all that is great about But even the sophistication of the event, like it, it wasn't an event that at any way took itself. It wasn't trying to be a black tie affair. It wasn't trying to no. sort of get ahead of itself, but people were respectfully dressed is the way I would describe it. They were comfortable, com- comfortably dressed and everyone was there with a, you know, a light heart and not taking it too seriously, but it was still very respectful of the awards and, and, and of the product. Yep. And I'd really like to congratulate um, Adam Dooley, who was the uh, guest chef. Um, from the US Brewers Association. From the US Brewers Association, who just nailed uh, the, the meal. Some really interesting matches, but th- there's a lot of jokes you can make about vegans, um, and we won't. But when most people look down at their entree, which was a big chunk of it was a cauliflower. quarter wedge of, of, whole, of cauliflower. Cauliflower, and I can, could see a lot of faces drop going, oh God. Where's the side dish <laughs> of meat? Yes, there was a bit of that, but it was spectacular to present um, function food for 900 and present such good food, and it was lightly smoked and had a really nice stone fruit uh, side and a bit Hazel of chili. Nuts. And then with the passion fruit uh, IPA, uh, passion fruit sour, <laughs> hoppy. Check a buzzword, listeners, and that was the uh, um, collab beer. The uh, gold, the, the trophy winner's collab beer. Uh, Adam Dooley, one hundred percent, absolutely nailed it. Considering that even the brewers hadn't tasted the beer mm. um, uh, uh, since it had been in tank. So once it had been sort of you know boom, 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 off and, and sent away. Um, so Adam hadn't. All he was working off was was the notes. Yep. And just the, the skill with which he was able to extract what was going to play in the beer and what he needed to then complement and also contrast. And like you said, that, that, that slight charring of the cauliflower somehow just brought out an element in Bit the beer that wasn't there yep. in the beer on its own. Um, and the, the skill to identify that and then the skill to execute it was absolutely 100%. It was amazing. And quite a few comments privately afterwards. Good sized portions, yeah. <laughs> which I think in the past we, we've gone perhaps for a little bit of show. Yep. Um, in terms of you know this is it's flair and it, but people leaving hungry. So and that certainly didn't happen. So no, that, that, that didn't happen. But uh, you know, doing collaborations when you're just doing it once, you only get to dial it in. You sort of do it. It was a really nice beer. Perhaps it was uh, the, the, the sort of beer that um, the Batuta Advocate may have taken a pot shot. There, 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 there was, it was quite passion fruit. There, there was a hint of Pasito. <laughs> I thought it was far more refined and nuanced than but it was, Pasito. Very Never much wished to be. Very much on trend. Hey, um, while we're um, you know, backslapping all that sort of thing, big shout out to, to um, the RASV crew and the AIBA um, advisory panel. First of all, the RASV guys, pretty much a, um, a new crew. Um, for most of them, this was their first awards dinner. Um, to execute it the way they did, they changed, and, and with advice, they, they changed a few things to, to streamline from last year, given that they didn't know what happened last year. And given that uh, most of the events that they've been to and been involved in organising, 
centre around you know 150 to 250 people to, to, to kind of quadruple that and pull it off was absolutely amazing. To and to the board as well, I'm going to have a shout out to, to Paul Guerra, who is the a new CEO of the RESV. I, I met Paul at the judges' familiarisation and briefing uh, Tuesday night at Colonial. So all the judges got together and, and had a bit of a, a meet and greet, and, a, and, a, and I met him there. It didn't know who he was, he just introduced himself as Paul. He was setting out the judges' goodie bags in alphabetical order so that the judges, you know, with their t-shirt and, and, and stuff in it. Um, so I just assumed, geez, this is a bit old for an intern. Um, <laughs> but then the next day to find, not only was he the CEO, but he came down, introduced himself, greeted all the judges, wished us all the best and that sort of thing, which I'm not saying hasn't happened in the past, but there was just a, a genuine air that, that he's really keen to promote um, what the AIBAs mean um, to the industry, but also to the consumers. And I think there's going to be a real link between um, what the AIBAs do as an industry um, and, and, and giving value to the, to the brewers through engagement with the community. Absolutely. Look, and, uh, you know, oh, the consumer, sorry. Yeah. So, so great award. Let's talk, great night. Let's talk about the awards. Uh, what struck you? Anything in particular? Some very popular results? Yeah, there were, uh, and, and some really surprising results. We probably should start off the bat with the, the champion Australian beer went to a beer that it's fair to say, other than a few people in, in WA, most people hadn't heard of, let alone been able to taste. But I can tell you, having been on the, uh, on the panel um, that, that judged the trophy beers, just about everyone had the, their crystal wheat beer as an absolute standout. It was the perfect example of what it was meant to be. And, and mainly because there was just nothing you could fault it on. It wasn't amazingly phenolic, which can put some people off. It wasn't, you know, super dry or tart, which can put some people off. It was just a wheat beer. Yep. And we should, we should name check them. Uh, North Beerland. Beerland, yes. Uh, but wheat. Uh, Northbridge, yeah. um, I, I think. In but the, one of the things that threw me when I was reading the uh, gold medal winners was there's two Beerland breweries, um, Northbridge and I, White Cross. No, uh, yeah, can't, can't remember yeah. The, the other one. But suddenly you've got, and, and quite often you'll have a gold medal in draft and packaged. Um, but this was Beerland Northbridge draft. Beerland, and you're going hold, hold on, hold on, and oh, draft. No, hold on, Somebody's got pasted <laughs> twice. Yeah. So. They won the overall champion beer, but they won a gold, gold medal, medal in draft same beer, across both breweries. And, and yeah, so... That's no mean feat. Well worth checking out if you're in uh, West Australia. Um, and I think we, we should catch up with the guys over there and get them on. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, don't, I think we should do that. Um, but... Probably the most, Matt, the, the, I guess the, the feel-good one of the night, Sam Force. Sam Force. For Filter XPA, which took out the, uh, the best international pale ale. Um, which I think went to Bolter XPA last year. year yes. Uh, Filter picked up one in the Indies, well, now the Indies, um, the Craft Beer Awards last year, and then followed that up with uh, the Champion Gypsy Brewer, which was just terrific for Sam. And great um, reward for effort. Um, Sam's been, you know, just a, a, I'm not going to call her a veteran. She's just one of those people that is incredibly supportive of everyone in the industry. Yep. Uh, you know, just the life of any event. Yep. Um, she's always there. As evidenced by the 900 people in the room who saw her dry hump my leg on stage <laughs> when accepting her trophy. Um, I'll just leave that there. So, uh, but yeah, no, that was great. Uh, Nail um, winning best uh, champion light beer was yeah, another very popular result. Which again is a really difficult one to do. Um, again, in the trophy round, we had that just outside our top five because 
which, which you know, it's, that's got to be a typo. Like it just didn't taste, it, it just had everything that a, a real beer, inverted commas, would have. Um, and to execute that in a reduced alcohol format was just magnificent and well-deserved to John. Absolutely. And uh, backing up from his uh, World Beer Cup, Cup. Um, yeah. in, in another little, category. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Uh, from my point of view, Queensland, I was paying special attention to Queensland and just another two of the three Australian brewery champion breweries, uh, small and medium, yep. um, same as last year. Black Hops, uh, who are, they've been making good beer, but they've also been a very successful social media. Like they are really savvy operators. Yep. yep. Um, Which but counts for something in something like the Gabs Hottest 100. Counts for something Gabs. It means nothing. means nothing there. Yeah. And so they nailed it. I think they won five gold medals. Yep. Um, took out champion small. Took out champion brewery. small and also champion, champion French and Belgian. Yeah, French um, or Belgian style. For their beach house. And so that was the longest style. You, know, you were there for about 45 minutes reading out all of the... There were, I think, 30, uh, uh, 36 goals in... Uh, uh, 24, might have been. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so a long one. And there's a lot of very exotic styles there. And, and a lot of flagship, like like benchmark kind of... A lot, lot of classic Belgian beers. Yeah, you know, some of yep. the great Belgian. De Havman, um, which is a yep. great brewery. Yeah, three. To yep. um, but three, they won it for years. their beach house uh, saison, which is just a, and it was a cracker. Yeah, it was. It, I was actually in the lucky enough to be in the the trophy round. Um, so all the golds, um, and there were I think seven golds um, in that in that particular flight that we had. So divided off, um, and you just had to move one forward, sort of thing. Um, that was the standout, and the the six who were at, at my table. Uh, and there were some pretty fair brewers and me, um, but some like real experts on on saisons. But all of us had that one as a standout. It was the, yeah, just a classic. And uh, and uh, Green Beacon was the other one. So Green Beacon backed up in, win, in winning a champion trophy. Yes. But they also moved from champion small to champion medium, which, given they've expanded their brewery and uh, grown size, just shows. I think they won four golds. Um, from memory, yeah, yeah, four yeah. goals. Yep, I think um, so. And uh, some of their non-core range. Um, so I, I've only had a quick- Saison de Belize, I think was Saison one of de Belize, one. their Passion Fruit Goza, yeah. um, and one or two others, but, uh, and their Half Mast was the, half the, the other yeah, one. The so, but their Pale Ale, um, you know, some of the beers that they've really kicked uh, goals with in the past, um, wasn't, uh, wasn't there, but tremendous result for them. Um, and I guess the third Holistic. big one, uh, Okay, if we're going to stay in Queensland, um, Ballistic won two more golds to back up to their goals last year. Um, two Queensland breweries were in the running for champion new entry, um, Slipstream um, with Ian Watson and Ether. Yeah. And Ether is one that I'm going to have to get back to um, because I'll put it out there. You know, they, they opened, nice little venue, really passionate guys, the beers. It wasn't something that would draw me across town to go and, yep. to go and sit when there's so much good beer. Um, so I'd been a couple of times I've been when I and you know and they were on, on, on the right track to my palate and I probably haven't been there for a good six to nine months um, but they won they, they took out a gold and obviously the, the rest of their medals are quite high to have yeah. featured champion uh, as a potential in the running, in the running for the Gary Shepherd trophy um, so that was really good uh, Fortitude um, their new newly launched pale ale won a gold yeah. Um, yeah so anyway Queensland uh, did really really well um, so you know, really exciting to see after a 
you know, just one of the slower states to get going and one of the fastest growing. We're seeing a lot of... Um, I think my other highlight for the night, Matt, and it's it's linking back into... There's a, there is a Queensland connection there. Um, but I was going to... Brownstone yes. Microbrewery, which, uh, as the brewer last night and accepting the trophy, gladly said, uh, you know, proudly sort of said, you know, which, which none of you have probably ever heard of or, or been to. And not many people do go to. It's a... It's a <laughs> Mate, it's generally a lot of people including people involved in it last night were telling exactly. me don't go. So it's it's the old, it, it, some people may remember it as Coldwater Creek Brew, Brewery um, at the Atura Hotel in Dandenong. So it's one of, you know, a, a, a multinational owned sort of you know, group of hotels, but they've, they've got a, a small system in there. And for the last five years, Steve Hendo Henderson, um, while he was at Brew Cult, had this as sort of a side project. They'd brought him on as a consultant brewer to say, look, we want to get back into the, the brewing thing, but we're just, you know, we, we just need somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, Hendo has kind of used it as a, as a bit of a, a training ground um, for, for several brewers. So Ben Hetherington, who's now with Colonial Brewing Co. There you go. I um, didn't realise yeah. that. Yeah. Matt Hoffman, um, the first brewer who was out there was... I don't know, but those, so, so far those two are Queensland boys. Yeah, that's right. Who moved down. And the current brewer is Chris Domagala. Queensland boy. We've claimed him. He's a Melbourne boy now, but I know he's, he, he's no, from he, Brisbane. He and his partner, Kate, um, and they are you know, stalwarts of the Brisbane, you know, beer um, beer bubble scene, like the, the, yep. the, 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 the crowd that sort of really support champion beer. And uh, Kate was one of the founders of Chicks With Ales, the CWA yep. um, up there. Um, and Chris has been, you know, I've known Chris, he's been coming to my tastings for years. He's just one of those really, really passionate, quiet, modest. Um, he's won a lot of... Um, Homebrewing trophies. Yeah, and, and, and very much in the in the I guess the science rather than the you know hype. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. He's certainly not kind of where can I take the antithesis yeah. of the black ops approach. Yeah. Very quiet and understated. Wants to open his own venue and to see him on stage, just so thrilled. Um, it was really really wonderful. And you yeah. know, and that's like there's no better part of the beer industry when you're making good yeah. beer. But I was speaking to Hendo during the, the judging side of things. I said, you know, do you miss not having a beer? And he goes, well, oh, actually, I have snuck a couple in, uh, you know, with, with Brownstone. I said, oh, okay, that's interesting because it's, it's reasonably local for me. So I've been to a couple of events there and, and, and when I've been meeting with somebody from the other side of town, so I think I say, you know, well, the peninsula, so we'll meet there because I know I can get yeah. a, a good range of beers. And the beers have been getting progressively better. But Hendo sort of said, look, just the stuff that Chris is doing at the moment is just, it's just so good. I just wanted to just throw a couple in. I don't expect to, to meddle or anything, but I just want to benchmark again, you know, because nobody knows the name. So, yeah. you know, it's not one of those beers that's going to, so look, it's not going to put the venue necessarily on the map, but, but it's going to put Chris on the map, exactly. map I hope, who's looking to open his yeah. brewery in day. Now, congratulations, very, very pleased. Uh, now the big award, well, no, sort of the big brewery, um, Mountain Goat um, yeah. back on stage. And there was, uh, how would you say, um, there was, I felt there was a little bit of fuck you, you know, in, in, in their, the way they stormed the stage. It was, you know. Well, well they had, yeah, they, they, uh, they'd all got the memo. And so all the brewers had turned up, Reservoir Dog. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, they, they had all come dressed, you know, in theme sort of thing. The interesting thing for me was that I bumped into Dave and I earlier in the night, uh, just, to, just to say hi, um, but it was, it was everyone else. It was the. It was really just the brew. Yeah. The brewers. The brewers team. Yep. Cam and Dave weren't anywhere to be seen, yeah. and, and and I felt there was a little bit of uh, you know, vindication is probably better than fuck you, but there was a, there was certainly a um, take that we are still uh, particularly a top since uh, apart from the so the summer ale, which is one of the ones that, that comes out of of Asahi, the barley wine, um, the Billy the mid. 
the other one, there was another one they won gold for, um, which uh, North Street IPA are all the sort of small batch, the stuff coming out of it. it it's like, if you like, it's the genuine article. Yep. For want of yep. a better word, of, of the mountain goat sort of, you know, range. Yep. Um, and look, the other thing, and it was hard to get a read from the stage because it's a sea of faces and it's shadows. And, and then all of a sudden light. the spotlights all light up on the stage. For yeah. The, accepting, and you can't see anyone. But yeah, but there are a couple of beers from the the big big houses, uh, like Tui's uh, old, new and Tui's old, Tui's old and Tui's new, um, and big town. So I'm not sure where they had a lot of tables, or where there was just some, you know, you know, particularly Tui's old was one that had a big. It did uh, get a big cheer. Big cheer. Um, I don't know how ironic it was. I, it, it, I wasn't paying attention, but I, I felt that there was a big cheer. Um, James Squire Pilsner. Um, yeah, four wise Pilsner picked won up a, a, a gold. gold medal and. Uh, you know, dog days. Dog days. Dog days. Dog days. The gold. No, but I was just going to say that uh, you know, uh, Porter, World Beer Cup medal. Yep. Um, you know, gold medal, which is a gold medal. Um, Pilsner, and there's always talk that those beers are under the sort of Damocles. Yeah. Um, and you just sort of think, you know, I, I, I'm. I wonder if Chuck just sort of make sure that these beers always go in. Just because it's sort Hashtag of like, fast. <laughs> no, but just always make sure they go in um, to to you know get get their gold medals because yeah. it just makes it harder to turn off the life support on them. Because uh, and I, look, I, I would really really hate to see some of those beers go because well, Matt, does the, does the mountain goat example and perhaps to a lesser extent the the Camperdown, the, so the stuff coming out of Camperdown versus the stuff coming out of the bigger Lion breweries. Yep. Is it, is it perhaps indicating that maybe maybe we can have both? So maybe can Mountain Goat still be the Mountain Goat that we grew to love over the last 21 years based in, in Richmond and, and brewing those beers almost separate to the parent company, yep. which brews stuff that happens to bear a Mountain Goat name, but is the, you know, is the, the slicker, more, um, you know, commoditized product? Well, can we actually have both? But I guess that's also where that okay? scale comes in because what Lions forty two percent of the national market. Yeah. So if they've got a beer like uh, James Clyde Porter, that I, th I think I've, I've got the figure three hundred thousand in my head, and I'm not sure whether that's an accurate figure, but I know it's a, like that sort of figure. Um, now I was speaking to Derek Hales last night, and he they make about two hundred fifty thousand liters. Yeah. So he doesn't make enough to prime the pump. Yeah. So so if he had breweries. a three hundred thousand liter cellar, that would be his absolute flagship. Um, if you look at uh, brewery the scale of Asahi, which is a big brewery, but in terms of their craft portfolio, three hundred thousand liters would still be a good contributor to their beer sales. Three hundred thousand liters to Lion, you know that's you know foam, um, yeah. and you know, so they, I, I guess they need a very good commercial reason to keep something going. And, you know, we, we've seen them invest in uh, the, the Byron Bay. They bought Byron Bay yep. Brewing. Uh, they've The rosy one, the red lager, picked up a gold. It won a gold night, medal. Was, yeah, um, they've got the Sunshine Coast uh, Brewery. Um, they've announced, uh, uh, yeah, uh, your money brewery. Uh, um, Christine has recently announced that they've uh, got designs on a, or they've signed a lease for a Townsville brewery. So those breweries will be putting out, you know, less than Porter, but I obviously, I guess that they obviously have a strategy around beers like that. So if, you know, localising the product, and that to, to a big extent, 
you know, Mountain Goat again, you, to use the example, the Richmond Brewery is very Melbourne. It is yep. very much, and it's, it's, it's one of those places that, you know, became sort of iconic and legendary for the, for the Thursday night, um, tra- uh, nights, you know, bar, open bar night sort of thing. Um, and, and the goat army and all that sort of stuff that, that really sort of, you know, they were railing against, you know, commodity beer and mainstream and, and all that sort of thing. And, and that's really sort of captured the hearts and minds kind of thing. Yep. So I just wonder whether that's the same kind of principle that, you know, stick to local. You, you can sort of grow big, but... But that's their marketing. But again, yeah. that, that's not an um, investment in beer category no, no, strategy. That's an investment in brand brands strategy. and, yeah. you know, create these little brands. As soon as they grow to scale, we're still going to punt them down to Forex or we're still going to punt them down to Camperdown, which is fine if, if the quality stays. And we've, we've seen that the quality is staying in their beer. But to me, it also says that the longevity of, uh, you know, Pilsner's, the James Squire Pilsner has been around for a long, long time. Um, and really hasn't changed. Like, Pilsner's oh, changed. It, it, it's, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's prep, I've, Look, they, they, they've I'll gone chasing market with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've sanded the edges. And they've they sanded sort of the edges. Dumped, look, I wouldn't say they've dumped it down. I, I, I wouldn't but again, 2008 Royal Beer Cup, gold, gold medal. Um, gold yep. medal this year. So, so the quality is still there despite. But they've obviously decided, well, we're not getting any growth. It may, I don't know whether it's going backwards. Um, but again, like, like they, haven't, they haven't killed it. But it's just always one of those ones that you know is always under analysis because it's been around for 10, 12, 15 years and we're not seeing growth. Um, so let's kill it and put our you know, pulley order that moves the boat, as uh, somebody mm. once told us. Um, yeah, and, and look, without getting too political about it, because it's certainly not an issue, a question about beer, but with the independence logo very much on topic at the moment, to me, that's one of the reasons why we want to see more players in the market, um, because if a 300,000 litre beer just isn't a big enough pool to play in, for a, for a big brewery. Um, and so we'll kill a beer that would sustain a, a you know, champion. Like you, you're not even in the medium brewing category no. um, for that. That shows that ultimately the gravity in the big beer market is if we don't have growth, we kill stuff. You know, we're, we're happy to eat our children yeah. if we're not seeing yep. growth and we will chase the volume. Does it also is. create an opportunity for a small brewer to sort of look at something like a, a, the style of mm. a James Squire Porter and how they've done it and sort of go, you know what, well, maybe we'll do one. There, there's clearly a market for it that's not yep. big enough for the big guys, but maybe it's... Well, yeah, well the okay. Pilsner, we have seen some great Pilsners uh, yeah. coming in. So, Good yeah. to see too, um, Holgate Temptress. Um, Holgate Temptress back on a, stage. A gold and the trophy for the best dark beer. Now I'm trying to think, I, I, I'll have to go back and look and see what my first ALBAs was, but it was at least 12 years ago. But the first time I met uh, the Holgates was they picked up a, a, a trophy yeah. at, at those awards. And you know, to see them, and you know, they're, they're both looking really well, you know, so it's been a long, it's, a, it's not an easy business to work in. It's, uh, no. it's a grind. And they've got a lot on their plate at the moment, obviously with the, the expansion of the brewery and, and everything that's going on up there in, in Woodend. Um, and, Whole, uh, Temptress was one of those ones that uh, I, I took note of this year, uh, writing about the the Gab's hottest 100. That it was it was there 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 there, and all of a sudden it's just kind of and it's I don't know whether it, like the, the beer clearly hasn't hasn't oh. dropped off, but people are moving, you know, the attention's being taken away by by the I guess the newer by, by the newer styles, styles. And, and that's. Yeah. But Which is it, interesting because Porter was the one that kind of, you know, almost relaunched craft for a lot of people. It was it was dead for 200 years, but for 200 years before that, it was the drink of, you know, of, of London. 
Um, but would you call it a pastry stout as well? So it's almost a beer that's, that, 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 that is on trend in a, in a sense because it's a rich uh, dessert stout, dessert yeah. in a glass and stout. And with that cacao and the yeah. you know, cacao nibs and the cocoa, Dutch cocoa. And so it's vanilla. certainly on trend, but it's yeah. just, yeah, it, it just does, it just seems to be. And well, maybe between that and the, and the James Squire, you know, maybe Porter is just kind of, yeah, we've done that. IPA is kind of, you know, launched, I guess, alongside. Love Porter. them or they go away, people. Yeah, that's love right. them or they go that's away. It. You love them or lose them. Brews News is made possible by Brewpack, Australia's number one craft contract brewer. With over 100 craft beers and ciders on the roster and counting, Brewpack specialises in offering growing craft breweries a home for their packaged and kegged beer, no matter how crafty. Serious about handmade beers, and with an open-door policy, Brewpack's brewers love having passionate, hands-on partners in the brewery. Thinking about craft contract brewing? Think Brewpack. And uh, yes, we thank Brewpack for not only making a whole lot of great craft beers possible, but also for making this podcast possible. Just before we move away, one that I did want to congratulate, Will Zabel, Crafty Pint, um, yeah, the media champion uh, or media, media award. Uh, Will, who is a fantastic beer writer, um, really lovely bloke. And also it was really nice to see Crafty, who sponsors the trophy um and crafty doesn't put himself out there as a person you know even using the nom de plume um crafty but so he's ineligible to enter and he's you know obviously one of the most talented uh and dynamic beer media moguls i think uh, we can call him like he's he's, he's probably australia's only beer mogul media, media mogul, mogul. Yeah. um and uh it Is was really got an app now He's got an app now, so, yes. You know, like, yeah. I think he, he qualifies now. He's ticked enough boxes to say it's now an empire. It's, it's the Crafty Point, you know. It's like it is Murdoch-esque. Crafty Towers is actually <laughs> a gilded <laughs> tower. Um, but yeah, so it was really nice to see uh, one of the many, many uh, riders in his stable um, get, get the but medal But particularly too, because, uh, and uh, uh, cards on the table, I was um, a, a judge. Was there anything that you didn't do in no, there? No, plenty, plenty. <laughs> it was just one of those things that, yeah, you yep. help out where you can. Yeah. Um, and... The fact that Will's stuff just stood out for, look, you read it against the criteria, and it, it's kind of like a little bit like judging to style. So it had to, you know, the, the categories, you know, there was passion, there was knowledge, there was, um, you know, writing style, all these sorts of, and you just go, you know what, engagement, um, right from the start. And, and Will would often spend, you know, just, just a brief paragraph talking nothing about whatever the topic was, but it linked in beautifully. You know, there was a, either an historical element, and, and, and Will is, you know, sort of a, a bit of a... Has I think he's got a degree in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but to, to be able to just, boom, call on that. And you, it, you just felt right reading it. He was writing it as you were reading it. That, that, it was that engaging, and it was that kind of, not simplistic, but it was just, there was nothing, you know, it was... It's like the old um, uh, Michelangelo sort of thing, you know, how do you, you, know, how do you sculpt the, you know, diving? You start with a block. And you take away everything. Everything that's not is not David. David. Yeah, and, and there it is. Yep. And, it, and it sounds really simplistic, but that's what he does. He just strips it back. There's nothing superfluous. But good writing no... looks like it's easy. And yeah, yeah. good writing is hard. Like everyone thinks that because they speak English and they've got a keyboard that they're a writer. And uh, yeah. and look, one thing that we probably did miss last night, the um, uh, the, the, the slide wasn't wasn't prepared, and so we didn't actually do the um, the finalists. So the finalists were were Will Will Zabel, 
from the, uh, representing the Crafty Pint. Um, Steve Henderson for some uh, Rockstar Brewer. Hendo was uh, they, they yeah. very keen to see. Um, uh, was 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 a close second. Well, we might have to start doing a, a, a beer in competition. Prof. <laughs> so there was so, so Hendo was second, and Glenn Humphreys picked up the I think they call it the Encouragement Award. Encouragement so there, okay. and there are there are prizes um, sort of in terms of there's um, website assistance and there's some other stuff that that, that, that the winners do actually get. So Glenn Humphreys, um, Steve Henderson, and um, and Will Zabel were the, the three winners. With uh, and it was uh, it was really close. Then the rest of them, there was nobody who was sort of said, "Oh, that's a clear last." If you know what I mean. Yep. The rest were, were kind of bunched, and it was really just over the three judges how the scores, individual scores, panned out. Uh, but Ross Lewis, Pierre Poynton, uh, Luke Robertson, and who am I missing? And Guy Southern. Okay. Yep. So and there were three sort of crafty pint um, contributors, contributors, or who had contributed stuff that that they had yep. um, had published on the crafty pint. So um, well done. It, it just shows. Um, and we often talk about, you know, how we kind of started, you know, two crickets kind of, you know, just chittering to each other and in a, in a, a big empty void. Um, I love the fact now. Blogs. Yeah, and there are... Kid, kids don't even blog anymore. It's just is this photo a, and a... Do, do you even? <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, Australian International Beer Awards. Uh, congratulations to everyone involved. Um, Results, uh, go to Bruce News in the show We'll, we'll have a link sure in the show notes, to, absolutely find out how your favourite went. Um, now, you've been fairly busy with uh, Good Beer Week. Any standouts for you? Any thoughts about the, the, the program? I get a, a bit of privilege, um, you know, rare air, because I get to meet a lot of um, of the international brewers, and, and it's a really good opportunity for them to, to get their, their impressions of, of how things are. Um, I host the Brewers and Chewers, which is uh, at the Tap House, and it's a meet the brewer, um, meets beer dinner, meets tap takeover meets speed dating so yep. it's it's a kind of an intimate you know eight eight or ten people to a table with one brewer and every 20 minutes the brewer gets up and moves to the is moved to the next table so you you, you get to sit there and have a beautiful meal um the feedback we get from that every year from the international brewers is that it's i've been to lots of things this is an incredible event and and i you know i'm invested in it so you know cards on the table it, it's it's my gig i absolutely love hosting it but it's a really great opportunity to, to see this is what we sort of need to do. Not a criticism of some of the many events that, that effectively are a tap takeover, but I think with a really, really special Good Beer Week event, and there, there's something for everyone, which I absolutely love, but my test of the best of the best, if you like, it, the trophy round, is if you took that event out of Good Beer Week, would it be special or would it be a great event, yep. but not have that sort of... yeah. So for me, I look through the, the program, and it is such a packed program. But I look, I look at, I, I start now looking at the thing. What's different? What's what's new? And and and, 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 I, and also, what what is going to engage people who wouldn't normally be engaged in in a beer event? And and, and that's where you need to check your own perception, you know, because we're not good beer week. Isn't necessarily for us, you know, they're not no, tolerating a program no, for us. It, it's an outreach event. Very small cogs in a massive, um, what's becoming a massive machine. And, and, and we want beer to spread out, you know, bleed Which out. why we do what we do um, of the bubble. It, 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 it is, but, it's you know. we've been a hoping and a wishing for for so long. When, when, <laughs> exactly, and yeah, we don't want to be the guys that sort of say, oh, it was cooler in no, my day. Yeah, it just was my day. But the one, the one thing I will sort of say, you know, it's the same thing, I flick through the, um, through the program and I look at events that bring something special um, or something different or show some creativity um, and thought, but aren't, you know, aren't too esoteric and too exclusive yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, and I've just found this year, you mentioned the tap takeovers and uh, 
there has been a bit of that where it's just, and you know, the Pine of Origin, which is a fantastic idea, and it was a great way for very small brewers from other states to get representation. To get sometimes a single keg, but to, but to just to get come it down to a and, new and be part of it, yeah. and it was great. Yeah. But you know, when I was going, well, I arrived Tuesday night, and I said, right, what what do I want to go to? I've got a couple of hours. What do I want to go to? I was just flicking through, and it was Pine of Origin. You know, each Australian state, Pine of Origin, New Zealand, and then you know, could have even been North and South Island. Uh, for all I know, there was Pine of Origin, Scandinavia, Pine of Origin, England, Pine of Origin, mainland Europe. And so thinking, well, you know, Pine of Origin is a really good brand, but it's essentially a tap takeover. And you know, there's a big wedge of um, so look, and, and that's not a bad thing, but it does risk becoming just. You know, it is good be a week just becoming a series of tap takeovers. Um, and there weren't too many events that as, as, as you flip through the, the, the entire program, that I sort of thought, you know, gee, that's a good idea. Um, and a, a good example of one that I just thought, that's a great idea. And uh, it was one that I wanted to hate on. It was uh, Bruin Transfer. Um, now, now, and you pointed this out to Not me. Not the Bruin Transfer. Not the Bruin Transfer. Um, we should have tra trademarked it. <laughs> Um, and in fact, we did check to make sure that we weren't infringing on trademarks. Originally, yeah. Uh, when we did it, we had a couple of Bruin. But you know, we, we'd done our Bruin transfer where we sort of looked at beer marketing and dissected it with a panel of experts in exactly the same way they did it. And uh, the, I'm trying to think of the pub, the, the Cherry Tree Cherry Tree Hotel, um, you know, had Bruin transfer. And I thought, you know, you, you can bleep that out, uh, Joe. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, on one hand, you sort of think, Ideas are nothing, execution is everything. Yep. And the what they did, rather than just doing, you know, so that's, about a, beer advertising. Hey, that's a good idea, let's do that. They did, they got 15 breweries to do an ad for their beer, couldn't spend no more than $1,000. And so it was almost like, um, you know, a short film festival. Yep. Um, but to get- or, or you could do a series of posters or print or ads. Yep, kind of, yep. yep. Um, and then, then present it. And I sort of thought, you know, shit prof you know we had a good idea and we didn't you know and we could have let it grow to that um, and I just never would have thought you'd get 15 brewers that involved in it so this brewing transfer was you had to do uh, ads that um, promoted beer to women specifically to, to, okay um, and I just saw it so and that, that was the hook everyone's spoken about it and it was just brilliant so they so they you know we had a name and we had a concept they had, they, you know, I won't even say they took the name, but you know, it was one of those things that I really wanted to hate on because hey, that's our <laughs> idea. But they did it so much better and it, and it brought something really, really cool on topic um, and, you know. Well, also brought people from advertising or from marketing or from, uh, you know, design and print and, and, and that yep. kind of, you know, media execution who may know a bit about beer, but it kind of just bring, it brings them a step closer to, to you know, being part of the family. Yeah, and it's growing that that five percent. Flicking through, the, I, I didn't see a lot of events like that that you just sort of think, that's a bit that's, different. That'd be that fun. is a really good idea. You know, that adds more to the growing Good yeah. Beer Week brand. Yeah. Um, you know, I like an event where if you go there and you and you happen to drink a nice beer, that's a bonus. Yep. And can I look at a, a bit of a bugbear of mine is, and, and it's just a necessary evil in the um, uh, beer industry, but you know, you and I do a lot of beer dinners. Um, beer and food matching is something I really love doing. I love the challenge of it. I, wouldn't, I, I don't think I could ever really do a beer dinner working for one brewery unless they had a really, really broad eclectic range of beers. Because Did you see feedback from, uh, there was Sunday night, uh, there was an event at a venue that I'm not familiar with called Host. Uh, and I think there were six, six or seven different, and it was um, the feedback I've, I've seen online and, and in person 
uh, is that it was just amazing. It was sort of breaking the rules of, of beer and food matching yep. and, and done in a really interesting way. That sounds like the sort of thing. But as I say, there were, um, I think it may have been somebody's portfolio of brewers, it may be a distributor, or I don't, I'm not quite sure, because I'm pretty sure Adam Dooley was, was involved in it. Okay. So oh, look, it, it, I think just it was seeing like his a, a good beer week food last night. Anyway, inspired event. Something that we didn't touch on um, a wit beer with red meat, like yeah, full flavoured red meat. Last year's champion uh, Australian beer, which was the White Rabbit White Ale, yep. was paired with smoked brisket. Brisket. Um, Potato, all the sides. I would never, ever, ever thought to do that. Sensational, and it, and it just like it, 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 it was brought out contrast. elements in the beer again yep. yeah, yeah. that weren't there without the food. There was like, one of those things that you know you want a bit of caramelisation in your beer to, to match to something like that is just or one at of least that malt kind of you know let's go malt with yeah, but it, malt. it just worked absolutely beautifully. And I would never have thought to do that. Uh, I'm yeah. quite happy that was da- that was David Copperfield yep. shit for me because I go you know what I don't want to know how you did it. But I, I, but I've got no idea. Yeah, um, but yeah. So so back but to the Good Beer Week program. Yeah. So like there has been, there is a bit of uh, samey to it. You know, tap takeover, brewery sponsored beer and you know beer dinner, um, or get a celebrity chef. Um, is your fear though? And I'm, I'm sure the Good Beer Week team look at it. Like I'm sure some events or styles of event grow because oh you've done that and I've seen it done before and it works really well. So you yep. do it. Uh, but then you perhaps dilute the value of that because there's only so many people who want to go to those things and there's only so many and days. There's only so many days and it's a busy week. And, and it's the thing, will Good Beer Week eat itself um, in, in, in the end because there are so many events and it's such a big thing I have a lot people of don't want to take... people behind the team. Oh, no, and it's, yeah, none, none of this... It, it, will be, right. No, but, but, but we'll be aware of that yeah. and, and can kind of pull strings and control things. Because at the end of the day, yeah, some, some venues will come in, so, you know, this beer thing, there seems to be a quid in it. I'm just going to throw an event in. Yep. Um, who perhaps shouldn't. And, and those things will fall by the wayside naturally. And 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 that's the end. But also, I, I guess that the, the flip side is that in such a big week of events, um, where there are where there are events that are you know not for for want of a better word um, easier to put on, um, people won't take risks um, because, for example, you know, Curly Walton, the beer diva, put on a monumental event. Um, that would that you would have thought would have been a natural for Good Beer Week, but she did it a couple of weeks before. Good well, she beer did week. it last year during Good Beer Week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But and this year, there just wasn't time. It, like the it, being able to get the the venue and yeah. all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, all of that. So she beforehand. Had to do it a little bit oh, okay. So yeah. so there was more about it. But but you know, also with an event like that, that's not reliant on the rock star brewer or the you know yep. the the head brewer from wherever. Yeah. Um, it, it's more about that you know just bringing beer into a cultural setting. But again, is you know, is relying on the rock star brewer or something like that, is, is that the form of laziness and not the creativity? No, I think I see it more, it's, it's taking advantage. So and, and laziness, Cause, cause I mean, good, I'm just good, a, Yeah, no, Good Beer Week really grew out of the fact that all these people are, are we're coming. We're here at the time, yep. And we, and we don't kind of, you know, give yep. them a, a, a something. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, like, the, the, the program is spectacular. The organisation behind the business that is Good Beer Week um, is superb. So none of that is anyway uh, a criticism. It was just an observation wondering, you know, how does Good Beer Week evolve year on year when you've got certain dynamics that may, you know, again, that's just my uh, observation. But Prof, good luck. You are hosting Craft Beer College. Uh, I'm going to be getting around uh, doing th- th- this. None some of this is relevant because it's all been done. I'm doing some Bruce News Live on Facebook. Thanks to Bintani. Mate, great to spend a bit of time with you and uh, congratulations on all you've achieved. And listeners, thank you very much. And get out and check out some of those gold medal winning beers if you haven't already. Done. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much to our very supportive supporter 
supporters, supporters, sponsors, uh, for looking after and making Radio Bruges News possible in all its various formats. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again next week and uh, drink well. Letter of the week, we will, uh, thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel. I might actually hold these over to, to next week, Let's do um, that. Prof, because there are two very long emails and I don't want to not do them justice because a lot of thought has gone into them. Prof, uh, good luck today and uh, yeah, chat to you again next week. Thanks, mate. Talk soon. And we're out. Sing boom terrera. Sing out a song of good cheer. Now's the time to roll the barrel of the game.